Welcome, 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 one and all, anybody and everybody, to the Fundamentally Sound podcast. I believe we're on episode, what is it now, like three? Treyway. Yeah, yeah, I think it's, yeah, three. Number three. Yeah, so anyway, like I said, we have a new guest every single episode, and today's episode is featuring our boy, Victor Ortiz. Vic, you want to give us a little intro to yourself? How Everybody. My name is Victor. Um, I work with Texas A&M University Corpus Christi uh, Islander Athletics as a proud alum, and these two boys over here are also proud alumni um, of that great institution. <clears throat> um, but what I handle specifically is marketing and fan engagement, so anything in the realm of promoting an event, uh, passing the word along, not only within campus, but throughout the community, you know, I kind of help spearhead that direction. Um, but yeah, uh, I've been pretty much on the island for almost five years, um, close to being five. Uh, I've been working with the department for almost uh, four. So um, it's been quite, an, quite a long and great journey that I've uh, definitely embarked on. And Austin, luckily enough, I've been able to work alongside this guy over here this past semester. Um, and it was fun. Um, I definitely think he learned a lot. We both learned a lot. We grew together. Um, we kind of definitely uh, bettered our craft um, within our profession, and we're just kind of going day by day. So Killing. Yeah. We're killing. Trying to. Trying to. Trying, trying to. to kill it. We're getting there. Stepping stones, you know what I mean? Golly, Vic, I think that was the best intro we've had, you know, yet. Appreciate it, man. Yeah, B, don't, don't listen to this podcast, B. <laughs> but uh no yeah as many of y'all did you know some of y'all may not have known or you know most of y'all may not have known but yeah Vic was my boss for you know a semester and you know I kind of showed me the ropes going into it real quick before I went uh to Frisco to be with the Rough Riders um over there minor league baseball team. I would yeah. say that it was it was uh, initially in all honesty it was a bit weird um I mean you being right. me yeah, yeah. My boss. That was definitely yeah. Yeah, because interesting we from, stuff. We were from being homies, you know, hooping yeah. homies. Like, we were in class together, and then from class, we went to you working for me, essentially. Not yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, you're right. No, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you did sign my hour sheet, so yeah, technically I was working for you. Yeah, it was it was weird, but um, no, I, I definitely try to, really with anyone that I work with or I collaborate with uh, professionally-wise, you know, we're all kind of at the same boat for sure. Um, I definitely try to, I, I try to avoid asserting some sort of, you know, dominant role, you know, within like, you know, I'm always right. You're always wrong. No, I mean, right. yeah. like I said, um, we're all here just trying to succeed. So exactly. Um, exactly. Yeah. Well, fellas, I just want to open this up to, uh, you know, simple condolences to, um, for the people out there, uh, simple condolences to, uh, Carl Anthony Towns family, uh, lost their mom due to sure. coronavirus okay. and, uh, also Tavares Jackson, Tavares Jackson's family died in a car accident today. That was crazy. Condolences to them. Awful losing somebody like that, especially a mother. And even I think in Tavares' situation, he was a father. So yeah. Condolences go tough out to them for sure. Yeah, tough, tough times out here, man. Up. It's crazy. Hey, hope, stay up out there, everybody. Stay up, all right? Positivity, you know, thoughts, positive thoughts, and there's a light, you know, at the end of the tunnel. But um, let's get right into it. Today we're going to be talking about the NCAA, uh, per, you know, specifically basketball because, you know, Victor dips into the NCAA, uh, multiple sports, but we're going to focus on basketball today. And at the end we're going to uh, – of the news segment, uh, I'm going to cover a little NFL, XFL stuff just to, you know, Bounce it off y'all's brains a little bit. But first first topic today, Obi Toppin, 
Toppin getting the National Player of the Year award deserved, or do y'all think Luca Garza should have gotten it? Nick, Nick, you want to go first, bro? You, you got yeah, it. Yeah, I got it. I got it. I got it. Hey, look, this guy, Obi, he's tough. Um, I got a chance to watch a little bit of his game. I think the Dayton team, I forgot who they were playing against, but they shot like 90% from the field. Um, he looks like, and he's built like Jason Tatum, but Honest. Uh, my gosh, he, he, he's, he can do everything even better. I mean, maybe probably not shooting, but he's more athletic, plays defense, both ends of the floor. And now, his game's like real mature. And that's yeah, what I oh, really definitely. like, like And he was a sophomore, mature. I think, right? Or a junior? Uh, I want to say a junior. But, but, but he, he's very, very smooth. Very, very – and he's NBA ready. I think that's, that's the, the best way to, for me to describe him, NBA ready. Oh, he's, yeah. he's really – honestly, he's, he's the perfect power forward that you could really – I mean, the dude, the dude basically has it all. And, and kind of like a small forward, too, in a way. Honestly, I can yeah, see him playing yeah, the three, too. Um, like, when I see his certain play style – you know, I, I honestly think of a of a of a, a smaller Paul George essentially. Um, and honestly, it's just yeah. The, the Duke can get him, man. I mean, he was averaging what? How many? Uh, it's something crazy. Here, I'll look it up. But keep going with your with your talk. Yeah, no, but um, I mean, the dude was putting up crazy numbers, um, and I think he was. I want to say he was in the Atlantic Ten Conference. Yeah. Now, some you people know, say that benefited him, though. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but they, they played in a they played in a tournament against Georgia. The I think it was the Maui Classic, and that's mm-hmm. where I really that's where I got introduced to him. He's the like reason him. why Dayton is good. Oh he no, facts. He's a sophomore, Dayton by the way. Good. He's a sophomore, Nick. Sophomore, yeah. And yeah, he's a forward. No, listen, as a forward, really six nine, two twenty, twenty points, seven and a half rebounds, two point two assists, shooting sixty three percent from the field, thirty nine percent from three. That yeah. is lethal. It's, 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 and it comes down to team success, too, because um, there's other players like Miles Powell, uh, like you said, Luke Garza. Um, I mean, Marcus Howard, obviously, he's always in the conversation. But it just comes down to team success. That Dayton team was, what, top five, right? Oh, yeah, easily. Yeah. I think they were top four. They were number one seed uh, in, the, in the last oh, yeah, bracketology. Going to the, going to the, yeah. Yeah. But my, my opinion on him, great. <laughs> Outstanding. Luca Garza, though, um, I think he won a couple of the National Player of the Year awards. Um, I don't think it was, in my opinion, I don't think it was deserved. I just think that this man Ob just led a trash Dayton team. Well, not trash, not trash. Don't let me. Don't don't no. Yeah, yeah. Relax, yeah. relax, relax. Yeah, relax. relax, relax. Okay, yeah. But a a good Dayton team that shouldn't have been higher than probably a three seed. He transformed them to a one seed. That's what I'm trying to say. You know Let what I mean? Know. I mean, Let if you know. think about it, um, I want to say his his kind of impact within the team is if you think about it, it's the exact same that uh, what's his name? Um, I'm ashamed for not being able to catch his name right now. Um, uh, That's cool. What team? Yeah. Uh, John Morant. John Murray. Oh, John I think he uh, – it's essentially the same thing. I mean, the team had – you know, they had solid role players, but they definitely yep. needed someone, you know, that Star. was out of bounds with yes. their performance. And yeah. that, you know, when – really, when, when you have a team, you know, with, with the main four players that are essentially role players, you know, they, they, they kind of need someone to, to lead the team in a sense. And they get a lot better whenever there's someone within – within their team that's you that's like you know what i got y'all like let's go ahead and go you know i'm averaging right. a certain number once every yeah. single game it's get on my back and do your job and we're going to be good 
it's going to boost their their confidence. It, it's going to skyrocket, man, because they think they can pretty much do anything. Like, if they got someone that, that they know that they're able to kind of run through any team, any yeah, day. Yeah, definitely. Without without a doubt. I mean, they're they were a one team for a reason. I mean, yeah. I definitely think that they don't get the, the, the respect that they deserved at the end of the day. But some good news coming out of um, from, I think, the episode before last. So the first episode, his stock actually has gone from, like I said, he was barely – he was somewhere in between like 9 and 14 to 15. His stock is now coming up, and he, they had him as, I believe, 8 in the last mock draft. So his stock's coming up, as it should be, um, sure. with this, you know, National Player of the Year award uh, being announced. And I honestly think, you know, what's stopping him from getting into that five range? I mean, I understand that people need certain players in certain positions, but, I mean, I, I would pull the trigger on him at, in, in the top five. Maybe five. I would say five. I wouldn't say he's top three, but I'd yeah. say he's five, six, you know, borderline. The whole mock draft this year, it just bothers me because you have guys like LaMelo, who obviously is a top three talent. Right. And then Wiseman, who hasn't played more than three games in in, in college, guaranteed top three according to scouts. Top five, yeah. yeah. Then you have people like Cole Anthony, who had a disappointing season, but so he's still guaranteed like, top five. It, like, yeah. right? It's just it's a very weird like mock yeah, draft this year. So I'm excited to see uh, how that how that pans out. I think it's one of those like situations where you know it's one of those years that anything could happen. And oh, yeah, I sure. love it. I absolutely love it because you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know who the Warriors are going to pick at one. They're saying they don't like Wiseman, but Wiseman's the best fit. They want Anthony Edwards, but why reload on guards? You know what I mean? Right. Like, and that like, makes no sense. Yeah, and honestly, Even I think though, it's going to make for a great it comes down. It comes down to best available. He's a, he's the best prospect. Oh, yeah. he, you know, he, he looks like a once in a – Anthony Edwards looks like a once in a generational player. So, I think he kind of reminds him. me, honestly, of like a – no, like, he is a baby Russ. I don't want to hear no, any other comparisons. No, he is a baby Russ. I don't know about that. Like I said, yes, I with just a smoother jumper. <clears throat> smoother jumper. I mean, let's yeah, be real. I, much, I think Russ was shooting. Smoother. No, he wasn't. No, not out of UCLA. No, yeah, not out of UCLA. No, he wasn't. Man was a dog in the paint, and that's all. That's literally it. Before pregame, coach would look at him and tell him, "You driving? That's all. You slashing and dishing. That's about it." 40% from the field, 29% from three. That is abysmal, though. That 29% is not good. No, it's dangerous. Hey, 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 you sleep hey, hey. on it. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, obviously, everybody saw, like, the limitless threes that this guy was chucking up. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. You no, know, he could definitely shoot it. It's just got to it's gotta come down to consistency. And let's be real. Yeah, he was probably pulling, like, ridiculous threes because he's the only person on his team that could No, his do volume was crazy. Yeah, his and I'm sure, I'm sure that's probably where it came from. He's probably just pulling some bad shots. That'll nope. probably clean up whenever it gets back to the or whenever he gets to the NBA, but for sure, first early um, bracketology came out. All right, so yeah. they had. Let me hold on. Let me pull it up real quick. So they had. I just wanted to you know go over the um, the top four teams. I know we could probably sit here and we could go into uh, into depth on the whole bracket, but that would take <laughs> the whole entire show. But um. So the four seed, the the number one seeds, first off, they had Villanova at number one overall. Yeah. Villanova's a great team every year. They have been since Jay Wright won the national championship. Yeah, but they're a choke artist. I wouldn't say that. I just think that those um, – The 16th uh, championship was a fraud. What? 
Buzz. That was a fraud. They weren't supposed to win that game. They weren't they, supposed to win that game. I mean, Christian gets the buzzer beater was up. tough. The buzzer beater was tough, but uh, yeah. Look I mean, those, uh, that you, you had Jalen Brunson, you had Josh Hart, and you had Chris Jenkins on their team. The big three of that and didn't, team. Didn't Jalen? Didn't Jalen win uh, national player of the year? He did. No, that did. was like that was his, uh, that was his last year. That was his last year. Uh, ah, yeah, yeah. He was just like a freshman. He was their backup point guard behind. Uh, Archie, Di- uh, Archie Di- Diacono? Divincen- no, Di Vincenzo. No, 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 no. That was Dante. Dante was still on that team, too. Dante Di Vincenzo was on that Dante, team, too. See, yeah, so they yeah. had a really good team. I think they deserved to win it. They are frauds. They are frauds. All right, but, but, anyway, but, anyway. but anyway. Yeah, so you had Villanova at number one overall, Gonzaga, Kentucky, and I don't uh, know where the heck this came from. Creighton. Creighton. Yeah. Like number that. Number ones? Yeah, yes, Creighton, that's the number one. one in the Midwest, bro. But oh like, no, Cray was tough this year. Cray was, was tough. very tough this year. I was expecting them one? to go to the eight, the, you know, elite eight. Honestly, but a I, one? I, no, 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 no. I'm saying like this year they were probably going to be like a, I think like a three or a two, something like that. Oh yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I was seeing stuff on Twitter because you know, like they have that, you know, you can pick specific sports type of stuff. But yeah, and Creighton was surprising a lot of people. But they were tough. I, I, they had some very clutch and key wins this year. I've seen, I've seen a couple of their games on ESPN. My number one question <clears throat> is to ask y'all, do y'all think that this Kentucky team next year will actually be nice? They're losing Hagens. They, they're, they're losing, losing Emmanuel Hagen, quickly. Maxie. Uh, yeah, and Mac, uh, Maxie. 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 Sorry. Yeah, <clears throat> and Emmanuel quickly. Would you, yep. I just want to talk about that here a little bit, but I want to ask y'all: like, does this? Do y'all think they reload with the right people to? And they they're keeping Nick Richards. They are. So honestly, it could. Eh, you know. Are they, they? I think they have a good class coming in too. I think it's led by uh, Brandon Boston. Um, but he, they have or a good BJ class Boston. coming in. Uh, BJ Boston. That's BJ Boston. Yeah, I was about to say. I think his name is Brandon. I don't know, but anyways, yeah, no, good class coming in. Like we always talk about with Kentucky, bro, like they're always going to be good at the end of the season. I mean, they, they, got, a, they got a top recruiting class, man. I mean, they're, they're – Every year. They, they, but it takes some time. They're on the solid name of Duke. I mean, right. if, if Duke ain't getting them, they're going to be right behind them and right beside them uh, trying to get the best players, bro. But, yeah. I'm oh, sorry to cut you off. Right I, don't know, I was going to say, I mean, their, their class features. has – their recruiting class have a lot of potential. My fault. No, you're good. No, it's my fault. I cut you off. Five-star guards, Terrence Clark, B.J. Boston, Devin Askew, and then oh, E.J. Montgomery's coming Devin. in behind them. So no, It's a very solid class. That's a very good class. I've heard a lot of good things about Askew, and obviously B.J. Boston's going to be dog. Come on. Yes. I mean, Baby seen, Ingram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Baby Ingram, for sure. But, all right, all right. So, moving on again. Uh, now, this was a short segment. This was just my, you know, quick question for y'all. Um, what is your favorite NCAA tournament moment since we've been watching college basketball? Since you've been watching college basketball? Ooh, I dive deep into the vault. Hold on a second. Okay, so mine, I have a 1A, 1B, like I usually do. And they're both recent. Not because I couldn't think of anything before, but they're just mind blowing. Chris Jenkins, ridiculous. I jumped out of my seat. I ran down the halls of the dorm room. I'm serious. Like, I freaking blew up. I was the only one in the room going for Villanova, and I just went crazy. Right? And then my my um, my um 1B, again, recency, last year, Carson versus Virginia. 
stupid, oh, yeah. crazy game. Yeah. Like, stupid, crazy game with Diakite hitting the freaking, you know, tying shot, and eventually Virginia would go on to win and win the national title. But I have just that, – that, something about that game just – oh, it just clicks 100%. Oh, I like it. Those are good. Those are two solid ones, especially the Carson. Carson yeah. was a doggy. Got put in a very bad situation with Boston, but he, that's, a, that's, a, that's a good one. I think you'll get there. Nick, what um, about you, bro? I'll go last. Go uh, let's see. Uh, I'll go with two. Um, my first one is C.J. McCollum. Oh, Lehigh, yes. Great one. Duke. Great Just one. I love it. complete dog. Just a complete dog. Man, and he still doesn't get credit that he needs in the NBA, but we don't talk about that. Um, get out of here. And then my second one was Isaiah Thomas. Not Isaiah Thomas. I'm sorry. Jimmer Fredette. I mean – I talk about it all the time. He's in my Mount Rushmore when it comes to like oh. NCAA basketball. <laughs> gotta put him he's on. He's on. Yeah, he, he. You have to. I mean, we talk about phrases back in the day. Jimmer range. Like this guy was nasty. Like he come past half court, one, two dribbles, and he's pulling. And that's, oh, yeah. It was ridiculous. That's really crazy. Ridiculous. The dude. The dude was leading the team. And it was just crazy. Yeah. Thanks. Honestly, for me, one big moment, which was crazy, was uh, Loyola, man. Uh, last Yes, <laughs> yes I honestly forgot. I mean, no one – honestly, they were a sleep, they were the true underdogs. Like, if you could no. pick any performance or team anywhere, like, to, to be the definition of underdogs, it's Loyola. Like, they were oh, – they, they stuck almost the entire tournament. Almost and the entire tournament. They lost out in the final four, right? Yeah, think, yeah. yeah, they did. Yeah. yeah. No, 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 no. Not the final four. Not the final four. I no, it was the final four. They beat Kansas State in the lead eight. Yeah. They, they beat K- the fi- Loyola got to the final. Yes, they got to the final four. They got to know about that. Yeah, they did. Here, I'll look it up. But keep going. Yeah, and so I just thought that was big for me too. And then the the guy that I was rooming with at that time as well too. He was actually a Loyola alum. At that point as well, and so this dude was going bonkers. Oh, at every, I bet he was. Game. And what was crazy too is um, he actually flew out uh, to the final four matches to go watch that, and he paid like stupid amount. <laughs> I bet he I did bet. it, bro. He did it. Um, yeah. And I would say the other one too was in two thousand and uh, I think it was in two thousand and eight. I think you're, I think you're Mario Chalmers. Oh yes, yeah, that Kansas team was that Kansas team was tough, bro. That was a tough game. No it was, facts. It was a buzzer beater, and then it was like all hope was lost. And then what, what team? What, what team was that? Awesome. Was that the Darrell Arthur, Brandon Rush? Um, uh, Mario Chalmers, who else was on that team? That was a great game. But uh, uh, I just also want to throw this out. Um, yes, they made it to the final four, they lost to Michigan, yeah, and they beat K State in the Michigan. Elite Eight. That's yeah. what it was. K State team was trash, though. Michigan was, Michigan was no, but it's crazy. The, the craziest thing about the Loyola story is that, like, they beat teams with a bunch of five star high school recruits. And their highest recruit was, I think, a two-and-a-half star, maybe, if that. It was, it was, the, they were playing that Spurs basketball, bro. They were, they were hooping. They were, that chemistry was, was there. It was there. Everything was there, and it was clicking for them. So it was just – they're just unstoppable. Yep. Like, honestly, um, I just don't think that you can make a better story. Like that and, you know, what's your name? Sister Jean, I think is what it was. 
Yeah, Eugene really coming bad. out of nowhere. She becomes like a yeah. She becomes like a freaking crazy, you know. Oh, and yeah. Russell's actually in that final four. Uh, yeah, with the whole Kansas thing. But yes, that was the Brandon Rush, Terrell Arthur. Yeah, all them boys. Mario Chalmers. Mario Chalmers. That team was stacked, bro. I mean, there's just a bunch of shooters if you look yeah. at it. Honestly, like, none of them are like missing. No. But. No, no, not at all. Don't leave no, any no, of them. No. Yeah, Brandon Rush lights out. Darrell Arthur Chalmers. could shoot the ball outside of the paint. I mean, Chalmers yep. lights out. Like, you know, and then you had others. But, no, um, moving on. So, um, and once again, short segment. So, the number one player going into next year to end off the, the whole um, – end off everything in terms of rankings. Number one player going into next year, if he doesn't go to the draft, Luke Garza. Malachi Flynn is two. Uh, Philip Petrozev from Gonzada, I don't know how to say his name, is, um, is three. Marcus Garrett, DPOY from Kansas, four. And Nick Richards, five. But he's expected to go to the draft. Yeah, no, he's, he's, he's committing to the draft, for sure. Yeah, and that's then a, they have – That's tough, though. They have the number one player in the 2020 ESPN, uh, like 100, at six. And he's not even going to a school yet. So, that's, I, I thought that? that was kind of ridiculous. Uh, Jalen Green. Jalen Green is. His oh, Jalen Green. Uh, to uh, yeah, Jalen Green has a committee yet out of yeah. California. Six six oh. uh, guard from Fresno made campus visits mm. to Kentucky, Oregon, Auburn, and Memphis. Said he expects to make really? his college decision sometime around April. Going to Memphis. 15th. Ain't that the? Who am I thinking? Jalen Green. Jalen Green. No, he played with Josh Christopher on his AAU circuit team. That's Look him up. Right. He's tough. That's right. No, I remember. Yeah, I remember that now. Uh, He's crazy. But yeah. So, um, kind of easing into the draft a little bit. Vic, we talked about this last episode, and we just didn't understand it. Maybe you can kind of give a little insight to it. But why, in your mind, do prospects leave their schools whenever they're, like, 58 – like, quickly, Emmanuel quickly is the 58th overall prospect on the board. It's a lot of prospects. There's only so many, you know, draft picks. Yeah. Why do you think they leave when they do to go to the draft? I mean, there's there's definitely a lot of factors that that fall into that overall decision of kind of transferring over from, you know, playing college balls to the big leagues for sure. Um, but I mean, if you think about it, it's it's kind of a, a death of a salesman sort of uh, theme. Essentially, you know, the American dream for hoopers is the league, regardless. Yeah. It's always the league. You know, making it to the big time, getting that, you know, getting everything. And so, you know, with that mindset, a lot of players, you know, once, once they have that, that, that successful season and they know they've got potential to go to the league, they're more than likely going to go to the league. Like, it's highly unlikely for a lot of players, especially solid, like, great players, prospect players, right. to not transfer over to the next level. Now, with that being said um, – there's, there's, there's definitely, you know, a lot of risks that you're taking whenever you're transferring over, you know, to the next league. Because there is a case where there's been, you know, in the past where there's been really solid players that played in college that didn't necessarily get the outcome that they wanted whenever they were going through the draft. And so, I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of just the layout to where a lot of people in the past and even in the present, even right now, where – you know, if they're if they know someone that's solid at basketball, it's always you know you got to go to the next level. You got to go to the next level. You know, 
it's that ambition of, of wanting to, to be at that top level that way, you know, once they get there, they're finally there. And so, um, I mean, it's, it's been all the same since, I mean, if you think about it, like backtracking all the way to like AAU teams. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's all in the sense of getting recognized and going to something bigger and better. And really for a lot of players that are just looking forward to making it to the league, you know, it's just, Hey, you know, I'm gonna go to this team. I'm going to do well, and then I'm just going to get up and go if I have the chance. Um, now, I'm not necessarily saying that that's kind of the same, you know, that's the same mantra that a lot of players are running. I mean, set aside from basketball, if you take consideration of, like, Trevor Lawrence with Clemson for football, the dude's solid. Like, right, he's got everything yeah. and everything that any NFL team is looking for. But the dude's dedicated, you know. He believes that his team can consistently win national championships, you know, while he's right. there. And I don't know if that may I may be wrong, may not be necessarily thinking that, but that dude, he's dedicated to it and very loyal to whichever team he's with. And now that's not saying that, you know, everyone else that is transferring over, you know, leaving early isn't dedicated. It's just, you know, there's there's that fear that am I gonna do just as well as I did this season if I stay and I play next season, I don't do as well. And I'm gonna lose those offers that I potentially had. And even that, um, there's even cases where if you take injury into consideration, you know, there's been some players that have stayed uh, another year and they actually get injured. And that, that just kind of detours their entire career. And so I would personally say that there's quite a numerous amount of factors that kind of fall within that overall decision. But essentially I think it's been, it's, it's going to the next level, going to the NBA is something that has continuously been and will continue to be kind of the praise um, for really anyone that's, that's trying to, that, that anyone that has, you know, potential to play basketball. And I mean, like I said before, it, it all starts early. I mean, even with AAU coaches or even high school, or like middle school coaches, you know, they're pushing for like, hey, if you got it, then you got it. Then let me contact you with this person. And he can, you know, give you something that I can't necessarily give. And he can put you with players that, you know, you don't necessarily play with as well. And they're going to take you to the next level. And then it's just, it's a ladder after that, man. But, um, but yeah, that's, that's, that's my whole take on it. I honestly think it's, 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 it's basically just a broken record, essentially, to where a lot right. of people just think that, you have to go to the league. Um, right. Well, like, here's my – this one thing and last thing I'll say about it is the fact that, you know, Emmanuel quickly had a great season, SEC Player of the Year. I understand, you know, you leave on a hot, you know, hot note for him. However, whenever you have people that you, like I said, are 40th, 60th, you know, et cetera, um, I just – I kind of just don't get it. I think you could have stayed – like, they had okay seasons – it could have been better, and you're in college. Like, yes, I understand injury is a thing. This could happen. However, if you're, like, the 40th to, like, 60th, like, overall prospect, chances are you're going to the second round. Chances are, you know, you're probably not going to break into you're, that you're, first round. You're a two-way. You're, you're going to be a two-way player. If like, not a G-leaguer. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you're yeah, going exactly. to be and assigned to the G-league for the rest of the year. What's, what yep. kind of associates with, uh, with that whole complication, like how you're saying with – you know, players that aren't necessarily in that top tier of ranking and and skill set yet, but they still kind of force and they push the envelope and try to go into the draft. 
Um, I think essentially that that just that they they don't necessarily know that that's that there's more than just one way to kind of get to that to that next level. Like how you right. say mentioned yeah. deal because there are tons of stories and tons of players in the past that didn't get drafted, but you know what? They kind of either they they graduated from whichever college that they went to, or necessarily yeah. if there's walk-ons or tryouts, you know they they work their way into into getting where they're at professionally. And that may not necessarily be, you know, what a lot of players want or they kind of plan ahead or what they would, you know, what they want to happen with them. But, um, but it's just, what's, what's crazy about it too. What amazes me is how surprised those, those lower tier players are whenever they don't necessarily get Get drafted draft that they want. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what I'm saying. It's a given, like, you know, you're, you're risking it and you you've got a lot against you, but I under like I understand where you're coming from and I definitely agree with your mindset of, you know, let's 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 stay there because if you're if if you're performing at this level that's not necessarily putting you at that top level yet and you somehow make it over to the league, like you're gonna get dogged on by right. professionals and it's just gonna look even worse on you and you're your overall rating within, you know, scouts or any other team that's kind of potentially looking at you is going to dr- like drastically go down. And so yeah. my advice for that, like for anyone that's necessarily kind of on the fence in regards to where it's going to that next level is like, if you don't got it yet, and if you don't personally believe wholeheartedly that you can go to that next level and succeed and continue yeah. to grow, then stay where you are, work on your craft, get better, and then try it again once, once, you, once you're confident enough to be at that level. Right. Okay, hey, one second. Let us um, – we're going to take a quick break real quick. This is the first break ever in episode history. And I will explain whenever we get back. It's just going to be a quick, you know, interlude, and then we're going to be right back. This is just for the listeners. I understand y'all – Vic doesn't know what's going on. Nick knows what's going on. Quick break Q real quick. elevator music. All right, sorry about that. that? Yeah, <laughs> sorry about that short interruption. My dang Mongolian otter got out of its cage. I had to take care of it real quick, and, you know, it was a whole mess. I got scratched. I cried a little bit off camera, but it's okay. We're good. Anyway, so continuing on. Mongolian otter. Yeah, uh, it's crazy. You know, it, it's, you know, spotted, I don't, white, not, it's brown, nope, nope, and it's nope. crazy. I don't even want to know. Nope, yeah. I don't want to know. Anyway, getting back into it. To finish up the news segment before we get into, like, a little mini debate, um, QB fits. ESPN did their QB fits. You know how we were talking about it last uh, last episode with B. So they gave, and you know, normal. You know, the top four are pretty, or the top three are pretty normal. You'd expect Joe Burrow to the Bengals. Everybody expects it. Everybody sees it happening. Tua to the Dolphins. They said they did best fit. Thank you. I understand. Yes, I know. Best quarterback in the draft. I was about to say, I am a solid QB. I don't know why you. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, he's the best QB in draft. I'm just saying. But uh, Justin Herbert, Chargers, right after Tua, to be expected. Everybody sees the freaking world of this guy. I don't understand it. Anyway, Jordan Love to to Vegas. That was kind of shocking. I ain't going to lie. But. Yeah, a little bit of shocking. But here's the biggest shock. And here's, I think, the greatest value pick. Number two, or my fault, round two. Number 62 overall to the Green Bay Packers, Jalen Hurts. Yeah. Oh, I prodigy underneath Aaron. Right. That That's what I'm saying. It's going to be tough. And then they tough. say that uh, the Pats draft or the Pats best fit 
would be Jacob Eason. Out of, uh, round three from out, out of Washington. Washington, yeah. But your boy Fromm goes uh, best fit Minnesota in round Washington, three. Washington State, right? No, just Washington. No, just Washington. Washington. Yeah, just Washington. But I just wanted to throw that out there for y'all. You know, I, I thought that that was really interesting considering how we were talking about it earlier. Yeah, uh, Jalen's going to – he's going to be a dog, bro. Like, geez, it's a, like there, that's what I'm kind of I don't know, man. I mean, if you compare his performances whenever he was at Alabama compared to OU, like – Huge, 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 huge difference, and like the confidence yes. whenever he was with the Sooners yes. was out of this world, ridiculous. Like was, and if you think about it, I feel like, I mean, kind of bouncing off of Loyola, how I was describing him, but he's an underdog, bro. Like crazy underdog. He's willing to take any and all challenges that's kind of you know presented towards him, and he yes. wants to learn. He wants to get better, yes. you know, with, with his craft. And I honestly think. um you know, the reason for his performance not necessarily being as, as great as a lot of individuals expected whenever he was with Bama um, was I just honestly feel like he got comfortable where he was at. Right. Um, he got he got a little bit comfortable with what, you know, kind of the, the settings that he was in, you know, with the coaching, with the QB coaches and everything in that case. And, you know, at that time they were blessed with another great quarterback. Um, at, at, so, I mean, in all honesty, you know, he went – from a solid football program, not let me reword that, a great football program. So yeah, you, I was about to say, put some respect on my boy Nick. Yeah, to uh, to a great, uh, to another like really solid institution as well too, where I think yeah, they gave him the right tools and they molded him. Seven fifty nine, I know you still sucks. Keep a going. little, <laughs> a little bit to like the, a lot better um, as a player, and his IQ just just. He was more clutch with OU than he was with Bama. Like, oh, and, yeah. um, he's just – It was his team. Yeah, no, and, you know – He's transferring gonna... over to Green Bay. My fault. Let me, let me just finish. Yeah. Knowing that he's going over to Green Bay as well, too, you know, knowing that in his mindset it was kind of – it was a second-round pick. You know, it wasn't – I guarantee you it wasn't what he wanted essentially. Oh, yeah, of course. So, he's going to go in there, you know, kind of a – not necessarily a target on his back, but he's going to have a chip on his shoulder and want to prove to everyone within that – organization not even that the overall league that the yeah. dudes need to play and he's gonna yeah. do it I got high hopes for him and I think he's gonna he's gonna do a lot of good things under Rodgers and Rodgers I mean yes that, that dude's, best freaking mentor it's, it's crazy like it's it's there's nothing is better he than is he? okay everybody says he's just Bro, kind of an ass. Looks like a, he looks like a dickhead like yeah honestly everybody says he's an ass double check Nick let's go bro come on my thing no, is, he looks like a dickhead. Like he looks like he doesn't like he doesn't want to talk to you. If you uh, can, I get some help, Aaron? Nah. Yeah, like, no. No. My thing is, a, I feel like that's Brady. That true. True. Brady's Honestly, the type of low key. For sure. No. No. Nah, Brady. Brady got a front on for sure. Yeah. But I mean, he did produce, you know, Jimmy and Jacoby. So I mean, you got to give yeah. him some credit there. Yeah, I think true. his track record's good. But Aaron doesn't really have that great of a track record. You know, Deshaun, Matt Flynn, and it's just like, eh. you know. Yeah, I don't know. However, I, don't know I do that. think that I don't think Deshaun Kaiser was as good as you know Jalen. I don't think Matt Flynn was as good as Jalen. I think that this is the first time he's gonna have a backup quarterback that is above average like Deshaun Kaiser average didn't like him at Notre Dame I was like all right cool I don't very think overrated that. yeah very overrated that's what I'm saying so he's gonna be hungry when he goes into the oh, league bad yes I can't wait to see it too I, as long as he doesn't get forced into some injury stuff that Deshaun Kaiser did and he just gets yeah. bashed for it 
yeah. and just like destroys his confidence, I think they'll be good. It'll but be for sure. To finish up uh, the news, XFL going bankrupt. Yeah, that was crazy. That was wild. That was crazy. They, they had a lot of potential. Uh, they filed for a Chapter 11 bankruptcy. Yes. Um, where a lot of their assets, like they lost a lot of money. Lot. Uh, you know, they were somewhere in the range of uh, 10 to 50 million, actually. And I think the largest one was in St. Louis. Um, and their sports commission lost almost 1.6 million, which is it's crazy. Um, I honestly think that league could have definitely – they could have done a lot. Yes. They could have done a lot. Um, they yes. had a lot of high potential. Um, whenever, in all honesty, whenever I first saw them in my living room uh, TV, my roommate was watching it, and I was like, what is – like, who's, who's, who are these teams? Right. And then I looked at the bottom, and there were, like, odds for bettings and all this stuff. Right, like, yes. What is going on? Dude, like, this is crazy. Um, and then the whole – the whole uh, – the whole – beer cup thing that they were doing as well too i was like i thought that yes. was <laughs> but then i realized that it's not the nfl it's the xfl and then i honestly the savage I, fans if you think about it it's kind of it's not necessarily the g league but it's it's an alternative for any other players that don't necessarily either one aren't as good as the top tier teams or two they just want to they just want to ball man they just want right. to they just want to ball for fun and you know not have to worry about all of you know the different variations and just the distractions that kind of come and the expectations and the presidents that come with the NFL and so yeah I honestly thought the XFL could have definitely they were on the right track for it but as much as you know a lot of a lot of athletic departments are kind of suffering at the moment just due to the circumstances um, they were a young they were a young program a young organization and with that being said they didn't necessarily have the assets to kind of backfall um, as, you know, the NFL or the NBA would because they're just too young. And so um, they're caught, you know, they they're caught in the middle forward. of everything. Of course. Um, but I don't think this is this is the last time we'll see them. I don't think they'll be back um, very quickly. Um, I don't think there's a bounce back for that. I mean, I may be wrong. They may be right back in and out of it. But knowing the style that they kind of – the outro and the way that they kind of close their doors um, and the amount of people that they laid off as well, too, which was crazy. A lot. Um, uh, it's, 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 I think it's honest, honestly think it's going to be a two to three uh, year plan after all of this is over with and back to normal um, for them to, to make that return again. But now, overall, solid, but I was, oh, I was yeah. about, about them closing doors. But, now, yeah. who do y'all think is an immediate star that's going to be like a backup? I don't know if y'all knew any of the stars. I can list them off for y'all. You know, you had like Cam Phillips. Say that again. Who do you think could be like a like a good backup for a team? Like I don't know <laughs> if y'all knew anybody. Like my my instance, I love PJ Walker. Like they had. And by the way, whenever I was up in Frisco, you know, working with for, with with the Rough Riders, they had uh, uh, a TV in the break room, and whenever we had events on weekends, XFL all on it like you know it was it was cool and i loved watching it you know while we were taking breaks and it was fun to watch but pj walker great pickup for i believe it was seattle and they just like that kid right there came in and was the literally was the lamar jackson of that league of the league no for sure he, he won mvp right uh i mean if they're well, he, no he was a finalist i think he was a finalist he was a finalist because they didn't give out awards yet 
Yeah, and so um, Panthers. Panthers announced they signed uh, yeah, former signed XFL it. standout PJ Walker. He's gonna give Teddy. He's gonna give Teddy a run for his money over there. I exactly. don't think that. I don't think that. He's gonna give him. Mark my words. Tamu of the XFL from St. Louis. Jordan Tamu. Yes. I love that pick. Honestly. Yeah. He was really good. So, yeah, it's crazy. All in all, I mean, I know that I said it's kind of a like a, it's a G League, but and now that I think about it more, it's definitely I'd say it's like a JUCO. Yeah, league. a lot that more improvement factor well. type of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. To where you know they get to do a little bit more things that you know, you know, the D one school ain't necessarily able to do. But hey, man, I like it. I mean, I like the whole idea of it. It, it was, it. it was kind of a retaliation program for anyone that didn't necessarily get the outcome that they wanted, whether they were in the process of going to the to the NFL or they did go to the NFL and they didn't necessarily perform you know to 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 the levels that either they expected or the program that was signing them expected and so right and even that I mean there's players that didn't necessarily make it that well that didn't do that well in college or you know there were cases and different factors that kind of prevented him from making it to the league and this is kind of like a hey you know here's here's your third or fourth chance or your second chance for some individuals but hmm. I thought it was awesome um I actually I enjoyed watching some of this stuff and just some of the different elements that they have involved in that too, which is crazy. But so, out of ten, give them a rating. Out of ten, because you know is, everything that goes into marketing, everything that goes into running a you know program. So, out of ten, what do you got? Out of ten, I would say. I mean, other than the broadcasting was a little eh, but right? Well, oh man, they had it. I think they they were. They, I would give them a solid eight point five. Um, I was gonna say eight. Yeah, they, they had it. They have it locked down to where you know they they had the algorithm. They knew what you know what they had to do, you know what what buttons they had to necessarily push to kind of grab that attention publicly, and you know try to involve as much of the community wherever they were you know at at the moment. But I think they had it nailed down. They definitely were were headed to somewhere promising they they had a really bright future but like how i said before um just considering the current circumstances right now with covid um that definitely was was a fatal blow to that organization and unfortunately caused yeah. them to close their doors it's very tough very tough nick yeah. out of 10 seven yeah. it's just it's just the talent wise like when i was watching the games like obviously the talent's not going to be good like i was about to say they're I mean, the scrub nuggets of the scrubs but like I don't know. That's 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 what got to me. Is like it's not appealing to watch because of the talent level. But like you guys talk about, I mean, it's a great second chance. Right, right. A lot of these guys. So and last tidbit, yeah, last. Sorry to cut you off. Last tidbit uh, before uh, we end that that segment. Sean Oakman played. For the LA Wildcats, I don't know if y'all know that. Hey, that boy, the, he he was Mr. Crop Top before Zeke came whoa, along. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Three QB hits, seven combined tackles, one sack, and one tackle Sean for Oakman, loss. Bro. Y'all know about the Baylor Sean. That Oakman, man, boy. Sean Oakman was crazy. Ooh, man amongst boys. Sorry um, for the for the younger viewers out there who don't know who Sean Oakman yeah, yeah. is. All these two thousand babies don't know what that is. Yeah. Yeah. All right, mini debate time. Today's debate topic: Who was gonna win it all? In the championship this year. Now, I think I – let me go pull up the bracket. I did have the bracket pulled up. Yeah, who's going to win it all in terms of, you know, NCAA this year? I want to know. Who was going to win it all? Yep, who was going to win it all. So, as of – let me go March 16th or March 12th. So, as of March 12th, 
the uh, the number ones were Kansas, uh, Gonzaga, Dayton, and Baylor. And uh, I mean, mine. You, you know, you had a bunch: Kentucky at two, San Diego State at two, Creighton at two. Creighton was a two seed. I, yep, there you go. Florida State at two. Uh, Villanova was, was a three. Um, I'm just naming names out here for you. Um, but I think I'll get the overall topic. I think you know we all know who the good teams so were. Can we game. have like a safe pick and then like a gamble? Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, safe pick Gonzaga. This, this, they're always in the mix for a reason. They're okay, tough. Yeah. They're fundamentally okay. very fundamentally sound. Great coach. Great system there. I'm gonna have to go Gonzaga for my safe pick. My gamble pick, Michigan. Honestly, I was I was gonna jump on that boat with you too with Michigan being that gamble. Um, they were they like, they they were a team that you know if you gave the start to the season and you gave them that cushion to push they they're gonna they're they're not gonna let it go and they're gonna definitely push yep. forward. I would say that yeah, uh, Michigan would definitely be my gamble team. But I think the team that could have necessarily gone all the way and had the chance. I mean, and it's 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 college basketball, boys. It's March Madness. Like there are so many upsets. There are teams you didn't even expect to make it. Of course. As far as you think they would make it. But in all honesty, I, I feel like Baylor could have possibly taken it all the way. Honestly, like they had a great team. I don't they know did. why people were downplaying it. The only losses that they had were to like Kansas and some other team. Yeah. But like that Kansas team was a great team too. Like it could have gone yeah, anywhere. Yeah. I watched that game. Yeah. Before the WWE brawl. Yeah. That was so Twitter. When I saw that on Twitter, I thought it was uh I thought it was like with the with the bad boys, bro, back <laughs> facts though distance dude like they were, <laughs> that dude was oh it was crazy I, I couldn't do when i saw that but yeah so michigan would have gone up against yale and right in their same you know that little section of the bracket they had oregon and new mexico state so i'm guaranteeing you that they would have gotten to the sweet 16 minimum yeah. because that Ooh, oregon michigan, team yeah. was peyton pritchard or die or die. And yeah, no, they Yale and New Mexico him. State, they're good. New Mexico State could have absolutely upset Oregon because everything that they were saying this year, by the way, listeners, I do extensive uh, extensive research on a lot of these teams. New Mexico State, great underdog team. I actually had them upsetting a few people uh, depending on the matchups, and Oregon, definitely. Oregon's not that great in my opinion. Overrated. You honestly think they could have beat Tech? New Mexico State? Uh, not to their, not to their, oh wait, no, no, about Texas tournament. Texas tournament. I'm on their, I'm on their March 12, 2021, the oh, second okay. one. Yeah, I'm on there. I'm on there. This was on April 5th. My fault. Mine's a little bit, mine's a little bit newer. Yeah, that was their one for 2020 and 2021. Oh, so that was like their way okay. too early one. So, yeah, like the one yeah, below yeah. that. Yeah. So, so see, yeah, they were going up against uh, Oregon in that situation in uh, Gonzaga's yeah. West Bracket. And Gonzaga would have played in Spokane, too. They're from the area. I honestly think Nick's right. I think they could have gone all the way. They had a good, like, you know, they at least could have gone to the Elite Eight, like, they or Sweet 16. They had it. They had it. Yeah. But no, um, now my, my safe pick, my safe pick is going to be Kansas. Like I said, that Kansas team. Very, very no, good. They were, tough, they were the they number were one very, overall very uh, the, in, the last, um, in the last bracketology. So I say Kansas. I loved what I saw whenever I, they played Texas. I loved what I saw when they played Baylor. It's just, yes, 100%. But they were also honestly in kind of the bra- like the pool of or the, 
region of death because you had mm-hmm. Kentucky, Duke, Auburn, Wisconsin in that same bracket, Iowa in that same bracket. Oh, it was just but yeah, that's just my safe pick. But my um my, you know, kind of gamble. Gamble. There you go, thank you. My gamble definitely had to be eh, I guess it's not really a gamble. Hold on. My gamble probably would have to be Arizona. Uh, well, no, 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 no. That's more like a Cinderella type thing. No, my, yeah, well, like Nico, and then what is his name? Not Nachi, and, and so, something like that. Yeah, I mean, you know, they could have made a run, but I don't yeah. see them winning the championship. So I guess my gamble pick. No, it's a young. Yeah, so yeah. I guess my gamble pick could have been Florida State. That Florida State team one. was That's very, very tough. That's a good one. Florida they had a lot State of good team, upsets. Yes, they they were so under the radar this year. You never heard about them. On, I mean, they're number two. They were number two in their conference as well, too. And they Who's won in the ACC? Uh, that's a great question. Well, it wasn't. It wasn't Duke or Carolina for sure. Yeah, what number? I think it was Duke, Nick. In the ACC. No, Duke, Duke, Duke. I can't honestly. I didn't expect that question. That's probably the first question that I'm not prepared for. Um. Yeah. yeah well. Okay. So uh, Vic's looking. I don't think it was Duke or Carolina. So Florida State. They were leading the ACC. There you go, right there. I, I, I knew I knew it wasn't I knew it wasn't Duke and Carolina, but I just could have sworn State. it was FSU. And then Virginia, Louisville, Duke was number four. Georgia oh. State. Yeah. yeah, bro, they had a disappointing season. They didn't have a star player. Like true, North, true, true. I, honestly, in all honesty, the team that disappointed me the most was North Carolina. Carolina. No, yeah, of course. Yeah, I think that, Anthony, was that was everybody. Okay, let me stop. Let me stop. Cole Anthony doesn't suck. Six and fourteen. Six and fourteen. Yeah, no, they they were bad. That, that was a, it was a terrible recruiting class though. Like, yeah. none of those dudes could shoot good. the ball. I honestly yeah. feel like they, they they focused too much on Cole. I think he Black was their next best thing, and he really wasn't too wasn't great. You know what I mean? Yeah. But okay, so who is the Cinderella team though that y'all think that would have got there? And uh, well, let's just say that could have gotten to the elite eight minimum. Sixteen seeds. I'm no, just like I mean, any Cinderella teams. Just any Cinderella teams, just off the top of your head. For instance, I'll go first. Liberty. Liberty was a great team throughout the entire year. Sure, they were playing in a terrible conference, but so were not all the other Cinderella teams. Yeah, true. And I mean, they were one of the like last two unbeaten teams. So I think at one point they were like, I don't, I don't even get me lying, but they were something ridiculous in no. Before they lost, I think in their, I think it was one of their last games of conference. But yeah, Liberty, 100%. I mean, they had Auburn in the first round. If we're just going by this as if it's the actual bracket at Auburn, and then they had to go against Wisconsin or North Texas. I think they're going to, you know, the Sweet 16. And then whenever they yeah. get to the Sweet 16, they choose, they basically play the winner of Kentucky, Providence, Duke, Iowa. Nothing, nothing scary there, in my opinion. I think I think in my opinion Butler could have been the Cinderella team um, True. to make it because they were they were solid as well this year. I actually saw them play against uh, um, TCU a while back uh, in December, and that 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 team they had that chemistry, man. Um, but yeah, I, it's, they kind of bouncing off to what you were saying and your idea of kind of 
strategizing their progress within the tournament. But yeah, I don't, I honestly don't think they have too much. I mean, other than Maryland, um, it was tough. But after that, it's, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of a coin flip toss. Um, With Dayton being that mystery one seed. So yeah, I can see it. I can definitely see it. That's a great pick. Nick, you got one? Maryland. Um, I was going to be Maryland. I don't know. Maryland. I brought it up. Before me. Yeah, I, I watched a little bit of Maryland. Uh, a lot of people were, like, questioning because there's a top commit that uh, named Zion Harmon. He's a guard that yes. uh, committed to Western Kentucky. Yeah. Yep. Western yep. Kentucky, very ugly school. But ugly uh, one of his I – mean, Mitchell Robinson all over again. Yeah, yeah, exactly. One of the schools that he wanted to commit or that he was deciding on was Maryland. Everybody was like, oh, my God, ugly. Maryland was tough this year. Maryland was very tough this year. I mean, they had Cohens and then uh, Jalen Smith. Ricky. Yep. yep. <laughs> that's yes, just, yeah. That's just. Uh, I hope Ricky watches the podcast. <laughs> I really hope he does, just to see that. No, very, we know this guy, Vic, exactly. exactly like him. <laughs> Big, long dude plays uh, basketball over there for Nick at the uh, in, in Correct. Yeah. yeah. Best center I've seen that's played wreck easily. Like this dude just has it all. In turn, like heart, drive, everything doesn't matter though. Anyway, all right. I can understand that. Where was how was uh, SFA doing? They had uh, Ohio State, and then below them was Louisville and Vermont. Were they making it out or no? No, I don't think so. No, the Duke thing was SFA. a the fluke. SFA is not a turn. No, no, stop it. It was not a fluke. Good win. I don't know. I don't know. Repping the Southland. Got that was a very good win. I'll give it to them. But they are not a tournament team. So not ever yet. since ever since not Thomas Walkup uh, left, no, nah, they haven't been a tournament team. Yeah, not exactly. They, they've. I mean. Yeah, no, they, they've they, – Very they, good win. Very good win. Very, very good win. I'll give them to them. But they're, they're not a If they thing. continue, I mean, if they continue to build their program and get solid players. And which that, they are. No, they're they, going to dominate the Southland. They are going to dominate the Southland for the next five years. Yeah. Hey, none of the basketball guys watch the podcast. It's crazy, Oops. man. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> I'm no. an alum now. I can say what I need to. Oh, okay, I can, I can understand it. Yeah. They can't be too controversial at this oh, point. Man, I, got yeah, sorry, love, sorry. I got love for our teams. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, they're That's young. Great. Hey, yeah, that yeah, Harrison yeah. kid's nice. Yeah. I ain't going to lie. That Harrison yeah. kid, it, he's kind of nice, he, in my he, opinion. He can, um, can shoot. I just – I necessarily think – I mean, out of all the negativity, all the negativity that's, uh, that was kind of circulating our men's team, I honestly thought we, we had a solid group. Um, I just think <laughs> – the They're pieces. about to lose in the first round in Northwestern. No, no, I, I thought I thought that we had we had the right people. It's just we couldn't necessarily figure out like just gel how to, put them, how, how, how to have them gel together. Yeah, and so okay. um, I mean, talking about Texas A and M Corpus Christi. By the way, sorry, our old school. Yeah, we all yeah. went there. Anyway, keep going. I'm sorry. Go Islanders, but um, go Islanders, go Nerds. Well, yeah, no, I, John I don't mean, like that. And all honestly, uh, all honesty, I, I just I think that that we just we just couldn't we couldn't gel our players together and there were cases I mean a lot of our players I mean taking consideration Miles Smith that dude be putting up buckets yes Miles tough dog yes 100% shout out to Miles bro they they had they they had the the, you know the players it's just we just couldn't figure out a, a, a playing style for all of them to be able to get buckets all together right so Okay, I understand that. I can see it, you know, as long as they get a couple good recruits, um, I think they'll be fine. But, all right, I think that's going to conclude today's 
episode of the Fundamentally Sound podcast. Um, we just want to hey, give man, a shout out to you, Victor. Yes, you, huge, man. huge shout out to our boy here, Victor oh, Ortiz. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate it. You know, we we loved having you on. You know, you're our boy from almost day one. You know what I mean? And you know, you being from up here in my neck of the woods now. You know, since you're gone. But uh, yeah, you know, we all love, all love, hundred percent. But, oh, yeah, no, I, I very much appreciate uh, being able to get on this because whenever I heard word that you were doing this or whenever I saw your stuff, I was like, this is pretty cool. Like, let me let yes. me see if he's got some room for me. Um, but, no, man, I, I appreciate it, you know. Um, and then that, it's been forever since I've seen you too personally. So oh, yeah. yeah. I was, just, I was yeah. just trying to see how you're doing as well too, man. But, no, thank you. Thank you for, for the opportunity as well. Last thing. Um besides you know huge thank you your third guest i hope you feel honored by that you know we just had a couple of our boys ask first but um you're our first professional guest and with that topic i went to the championship no the the last game of for the girls and you weren't there because you were covering softball that's messed Mm -hmm. up i was gonna surprise you and everything it was tough um at that situation uh actually you over there you were we i mean our yeah stretched out in regards towards staffing because I think that was that was what during spring break I think yes yeah yes back in the spring break I think so it was during spring break and our interns uh they weren't there they all they both both went home and then the student workers um some of them were there some of them weren't and so we were just it was just kind of a coin flip it was offered for me to go but you know, later in the week as it progressed, we started finding out that they weren't there. And so I kind of had to fall on the sword and stay back. But no, man, I was definitely rooting for our women's team uh, back back here in Corpus. And it was it was a hell of a season, man. I was I was very hell happy for our ladies. Um, I, I wish I could have seen how far they could have gone for right, sure. Right. Um, shout out to all those ladies i know i know at least my sister listens and shout out to every single one of those ladies absolutely great team absolutely special team and i god y'all were going to the fucking we're going to the tournament y'all were going to but we'll we'll never forget this team for sure they're getting rings though they get a ring they get a ring exactly we're gonna have a banner up at the heck yeah hell yeah let's go man but all right anyway y'all have that to look forward to but i will tell you this this definitely won't be the last time that you know we'll, we'll be talking about our our teams yeah. making you know achieving some huge accolades um not only within our conference but hopefully later throughout uh within the actual tournament itself for sure oh yeah but like i said let's conclude it here um once again yeah, thank we'll you vic hope more. to see you on you know future podcasts for sure for sure for Nick. sure, man. Just let me know. Let me know. I'm always welcome oh, yeah. to jump on. This is actually a lot of fun. For yeah, sure. I know. And, you know, it's just nice to see you and chit-chat with the boys, you know? Chit-chat. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, Nick, you want to finish this off? Close hey, man. Lonzo's the GOAT. Just remember that. Lonzo Ball is a GOAT. Dude, that's all I have to say, okay? All right. All right. There you go. Pretty Nick.